at the same time next Friday. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Top stories, Vavi won't quit despite death threats and calls for Egypt's military to release Morsi. Good morning, I'm Vabakshni Chetty. Kasatu General Secretary Zwelenzi Mavavi says he has no intention of stepping down despite his family's increasing, increasing concern about his safety. Vavi says he has been receiving death threats. Police are investigating the alleged threats. Vavi has declined to speculate on the origin of the threats. The one thing that I will not do is to try and speculate about what will be the origin and or the purpose of that. All I know is that uh, it is always a hazard of any trade unionist uh, here in the country or anywhere in the world uh, that uh, when you touch the powerful vested interest of a powerful elite society, you're going to run into trouble. The Right to Know campaign says it remains concerned about the excessive power that state security agencies hold. It was reacting to the news that President Jacob Zuma has signed the General Intelligence Laws Amendment Bill into law. Our reporter, Mercedes Besant. Right to Know campaign spokesperson Murray Hunter says South Africa's state security agencies have the ability to monitor the communication of citizens, their emails, SMSs, cell phone media and can monitor social movements and activists on the ground. He believes this is too much intelligence power. The signing of the law itself is not in itself the problem. The, the problem is that the reason that the public has spoken out against this bill itself is that it was seen to give too much power and much too broad a mandate for these state security institutions. Hunter says the Right to Know campaign wants a law that would fully protect the public from possible abuse of state security agencies. Mercedes Vasant, SABC News, Parliament. Public protector Tuli Madonsela says she will only determine whether the Gupta saga warrants her investigation after her last round of talks with the remaining stakeholders. She was briefing the media in Pretoria. The Gupta family sparked public outcry after a plane carrying their wedding guests landed at the Vatherkloof Air Force Base without following proper security procedures. Madonsela says it's premature for her to determine whether there should be an investigation. On the Gupta report, we requested further particulars from the complainant, Mr. Minier, and we also undertook our own shortened preliminary investigation. We received comments from the complainant, and we've also almost concluded our own shortened preliminary investigation. We're just waiting on meeting the last person. We should be able to determine by mid-next week Civil society organization HBR has written to the Lonman Platinum Mine to ask the mine to pay for the legal costs of their employees at the Marikana Commission of Inquiry. The commission is probing the debts of 44 people during an unprotected strike at Lonman Mine in Marikana in August last year. The commission has faced several postponements in the past few weeks. This as lawyers representing the mine workers try to obtain state funding for their clients. The North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria last week dismissed an application for state funding. Several legal teams have withdrawn from the Commission in solidarity with advocate Dalian Porfu, who represents the mine workers. 
United Nations Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon has called the Egyptian army to release deposed President Mohamed Morsi and other detained Muslim Brotherhood leaders. Ban's call comes as both parties, and uh, that's both supporters and opponents, rather, of Morsi, are due to hold mass rallies across the country. Meanwhile, Western nations are watching the crisis in Egypt with growing unease, fearing the military's vow to return the nation to democracy may be little more than a fig leaf to mask a prolonged power grab. Egypt's interim leaders have laid out a roadmap for a new constitution ahead of fresh elections, but there are conflicting views about whether they will keep that pledge. The U.S. dollar is trading at 9 rand 71, pound sterling is worth 14 rand 95, and the euro costs 12 rand 90. Gold is at $1,338 an ounce, the spot price of Brent crude, $108.25 a barrel. Recapping the top story, Kasatu General Secretary Zuelinzi Mavavi says he has no intention of stepping down, despite his family's increasing concern about his safety. SAFM News, I'm Vabak. Chetty, headlines at 8.30. Traffic on SAFM. Well, I think we're getting to the point where someone has to step in and do something about Rigel Avenue on the N1. Again, major, major problems. Accidents north and south. And that follows uh, accidents north and south yesterday afternoon as well. Uh, this morning, the collisions in at Rigel's being cleared. There's a secondary one up at Hasfontaine. Uh, southbound traffic queuing heavily from Storumful Road all the way down towards that Hasfontaine. And collision on the northbound side at Rigel with a backlog that extends to Boerta Avenue in Centurion. So just once again, very heavy traffic both ways. Stationary vehicle in Joburg, Mike 1 south around Jan Smuts, queuing traffic coming down from the Santon side, back of the queue there at Greyston Drive. Lights out on the Bayers Nordira Gym for Shear. There are points, remember, traffic remains stubbornly heavy coming out of uh, Rampark Ridge. And just trying to avoid Main Reef Road this morning coming into Joburg. In fact, you're going to have to make a decision uh, very early, sort of Florida, uh, Riddleport area, because Main Reef Road, stationary truck on the link to the M2 Crown, the traffic is backed up to Industria to Commando Road. It's going to take you an hour just to clear that traffic and then if you come off Main Reef at Commando at the hot point there you'll run into big problems because of BRT construction and a stationary bus on Commando Road up to Hurst Hill so very heavy at Nazrek Road queuing Canada Road queuing uh, those routes from the south uh, coming in towards that traffic on Main Reef Road hardly moving at this stage uh, K-Town big problems around the table view area uh, Potsdam Road closed between the N7 at Danoon and Bloberg Road. No access to Kalani Gardens, importantly. Uh, that's due to protest action. There is sporadic closures of the N7 highway both directions at Potsdam Road, uh, again because of the protest action and a collision on the N7 between Potsdam Road and the uh, and the um, uh, Bosmanstam Road. We're just getting information in. The N7, actually northbound, uh, is closed now, so all the traffic will be taken off at Potsdam and just rerouted. Potsdam Road, Kuburg Road into a real traffic mess because you can't come out of Tableview and turn onto Potsdam Road so everyone having to go down to Plattercliffe and you can't get further north on the N7 than Plattercliffe so everyone having to divert into Tableview. Very heavy traffic pressures. Try Richwood and the Tiger Valley Road as an alternative route. Uh, Thistletook Road back onto the N7 would be the option. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. <laughs> it's great to be a churn. Have you heard? It sounds like the Mestros is being pulled off the shelves. We're safe to rule the house. Finally, we've been waiting for an opportunity like this. This calls for a celebration. Ah, ah.
It's Domestos. Of course. It's still here. Rest assured, Domestos is going nowhere. So say goodbye to germs. Domestos is still here and perfectly safe to use. Domestos. Killing all known germs. Death. Join me, Hilton Tarrant, every weeknight at 6 for the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. With breaking business news, expert analysis, investment insights, and the story behind the story, we're helping you make sense of the markets and your money. That's the Market Update, weeknights right here on SAFM at 6. What would you say? Are unions really interested in the welfare of workers? The New Age tells you both sides of the story. Get your copy for only 3 Rand 50 and make up your own mind. The New Age. One country, one paper. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes past eight on the forum this morning. We speak to the new Limpopo Premier, former ambassador to the Ukraine, Steny Matabata, sworn in last week. Matabata replaced Kassel Matale, who resigned from his position after he was recalled by the ANC. Matale is now headed for Parliament in 20. 11. The central government placed five Limpopo departments after administration, including the provincial treasury, after governance was threatened by the provinces near back bankruptcy. Cabinet decided to intervene when the province sought approval for a bank overdraft of about 1 billion rand to pay salaries and wages. The province would have ended the fiscal year with a 2 billion rand deficit if it had not been allowed to continue with spending at the same rate. The Treasury helped to craft a 2012-2013 budget on the basis of a 700 million rand surplus, which Limpopo was on track to achieve, placing five departments under administration in terms of Section 100 of the Constitution of the Republic. It has served to expose the rot that set in where a laissez-faire approach was adopted in Limpopo when dealing with the finances of the state where the state heavily relied on the tenderpreneurs for the supply of social services like education, health and transport. These are the charges by some. But the question we ask on the forum at 8 uh, this morning, can the new Premier of Limpopo fix the problems in the province? It's a very good morning and welcome to the new Premier, Stenima Tabata, who is in our Polokwani uh, studios. A very good morning to you, Premier, and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Good morning, Tsepiso, and good morning to our listeners. Let's say welcome as well to Professor Lisiba Defo, who is a political analyst at the University of South Africa. Very good morning to you, Professor. Uh, good morning, Tsepiso, the listeners. Jacques Small is the DA leader in Limpopo. Good morning to you as well, sir. Good morning to you and your listeners. Thank you. Well, Premier, let's, let's first start with you. Um, the assumption, and certainly the impression, is that a new broom sweeps clean. Is this what you believe you are bringing into the office? Is it something that you can achieve? Yes, Tsepiso. I think uh, um, you will understand that we don't really have a, long, uh, a lot of time in our hands to fix all those ills uh, that you, are, you, you, you referred to or alluded to. But what we, are trying, what we are going to try and do or try to do is to make it a point that uh, we, we get the systems right, uh, make it a point that we make an assessment of, of um, the warm bodies, the people that are employed within the organizational structure and check as to whether these people are the right people for the job. And um, 
try to close all those leakages that were, were, were identified by both the public protector and all other institutions that uh, assist us, assisted at in, us in terms of uh, looking for uh, all those faulty areas. Mm. Premier, we'll get to the issue of uh, your support staff and obviously you have reshuffled cabinet, but one of the major things about your predecessor is that uh, there were always allegations of corruption, of linking him to certain corrupt individuals uh, or tenders, etc. And it's all about the image, the perception. And I'd like to ask you, are you concerned? Um, reading page four of the Star this morning, the headline says, Premier lied about business interests. Is this something that's going to hurt your image as you walk into this office? No, 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 no. I, I mean, if I did lie, yes, I, I would, I, I would, I, I would be concerned. But uh, I, 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 I didn't. I, I, I never lied about anything, and uh, I'm, I'm very certain that uh, uh, probably I don't know what, what motivated that, uh, that the, the journalist to write that type of, uh, that type of story, Tsepiso, uh, uh, because really he's talking about uh, things that are non-existent. Uh, uh, well, well, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically what the article is implying is that while you resigned from LimDev and mm-hmm. there are other directors who resigned, you are among three who remain active in terms of your directorship. Active? Yes. <laughs> How do I remain active in a, in, 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 in a board of directors that is resident in South Africa when I am resident in Ukraine? Uh, and uh, say, say, so I mean, I was a board of direct. I'm a member, a director in, on that board, simply because I was the managing director of Limdev. And once I ceased being the manager, managing director of Limdev, it therefore automatically implied that all the positions that I was holding because I was managing director of Limdev. Oh, oh, false off Mm-mm. because I was not getting any benefit as a person personally out of that I was not getting dividends out of that Limdev was so 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 and we did explain this to, to the journalist I don't know what motivated okay. him to continue the story Premier I highlight this because uh, as I mentioned per- perception is something and for a, a, a province that is considered even amongst the most corrupt in this country, you yourself committed yourself to removing impropriety and corruption. So everything else that you do is going to be above board. These are the expectations. Do you have any plans as to how you're going to get rid of some of these things, whether perception-based or not? How are you going to tackle them? Well, uh, it's difficult to deal with perceptions, Tsepiso, uh, uh, but uh, I mean... Um, it's 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 also not, uh, not, not, not 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 correct to keep on responding for any perceptive perceptive feeling of of individuals mm-hmm. uh, because that may end up derailing your fo- uh, your focus. What 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 we are going to do is just to make sure that we re- we remain resolute, we remain upright, and make sure that uh, we, we 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 deal with matters as they come. 
the cabinet that you've just appointed, there's some who say what you've effectively done is brought back those fired by Castle Matale and uh, removed people that were his allies. Why did you choose the cabinet that you did? And uh, are there strategic portfolios that you think will help you achieve some of these um, objectives, uh, deal with the, some of the challenges that you face? Like I said, uh, we have a very short period of time to deal with uh, a lot, lots and lots of problems. So what motivated me when I was appointing my cabinet was actually expertise and experience in the most. I didn't want to appoint people who are going to start uh, struggling with the issues of, of, of leadership before they could, they could mm. even start dealing with their job. I wanted people who have experience we have expertise, we have got the right uh, track record, you know. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hear from the Democratic Alliance. So you certainly laid complaints with a few state agencies about uh, perceived or alleged corruption. Are you happy with uh, some, of the ish- some of the appointments and are you happy with the appointment of the Premier himself? Um, I do think, let's start with the um, Premier's appointment. I do think that the... Uh, this, um, the one strong point from the Premier is that he comes from a strong administrative um, background. But it, um, he deals with a very dysfunctional um, province and, um, and previous um, bad management within serious, various departments. There are one or two or three serious concerns uh, uh, or reservations that we've got in some of the cabinets. Um, if the Premier said that we are dealing with perceptions and um, uh, uh, people with experience that needed to come back um, to the cabinet with a good track record. There are there are some of his NECs that has been appoint, appointed that did not come with a good clean track record that was uh, 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 that was put that was shown by the Auditor General with uh, 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 um, with them doing business with state. Are you able to name some of them that you believe are not suitable? Um, I, 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 we, we can, we can look at some of the, uh, we can look at some of the reports that was done around um, Honourable MEC Semenya, which was done about four, four, um, four or five years ago, and some of the. Uh, um, are you? De- uh, are we dealing with reports or are we dealing with concrete facts? No, and I'm, I dealing, with, on I'm dealing with facts that was put out by the Auditor General. Okay, can you just take us through some of them? Um, they, uh, um, some of those um, facts was um, given uh, around about uh, um, uh, when the Department of Public Works disposed of um, some of their houses uh, within the Limpopo province and um, the executive at that time bought some of those houses for themselves, including herself. And um, this, uh, and, 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 and that shows towards um, credibility or transparency. Um, there's a, 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 we have seen um, just now with the um, SCOPA reports that was out with the, uh, um, that was presented to the portfolio of uh, um, SCOPA to, um, to where the, the department is renting businesses from, um, uh, uh, and certain pri- uh, people in, within the private sector, and there's a clear link with um, MECs that were shareholders then 
that has been appointed that has got uh, and, and and this company owns 70% of the rental contracts mm. with in Limpopo province so this comes to credibility I hope you you do you do allow me to say so far you've given us one name and you said there were a few people are you able to provide more names or is this the sum total of the people you're unhappy with and the reasons why um, no, I don't think we are. We are unhappy with that. I'll, I'll get you the name now. To um, if you allow me, just to, I'll, I'll, I'll get you the name. Okay. While you think that about right. that, uh, Mr. Small, let me then uh, bring in Professor Lisiba Defo. Uh, the odds are they stacked up against the new Premier, uh, Professor? Is it a case of damned if you do, damned if you don't? And the the objectives that he's outlined are they achievable? Given the fact that we are going towards elections, there's all sorts of pressure and there is a need to do things in such a manner that they hold up to scrutiny. Uh, yeah, well, uh, initially I, I, I deliberately didn't extend my felicitations to, to the Premier. Uh, Premier uh, Aslochene, felicitations are in order. Mudimu in your new job. Look, it's a mammoth task. Uh, the, the Limpopo province hasn't acquitted itself pretty well, especially in the past five years. But um, it is also not fair for me not to acknowledge that even under Matali, faced with the challenges we were faced with, there were areas that enjoyed good service delivery, rare infrastructure, roads and houses. But if you look at it cumulatively, they did not, didn't do very well. And he comes into a space, one, with appropriate academic credentials, two, some may think it is relatively generous to say he's a super administrator. As an individual, I think he has the wherewithal. As an administrator, uh, I think he has what it takes. But as a leader, that's where the challenge of things lies, because then he would have to lead a fractious party and um, a divided legislature, uh, and upgared by greed, but I think where I suspect he failed uh, the test is the caliber of the people he brought back, because that, in my view, uh, is going to precipitate the divisions within the party. Namely who and why, fact, Professor? Come again? Namely who and why? You, you're questioning the caliber of oh, the people. I think the colleague from the DA. Look, there are at least three, four MECs who were implicated, and those are in records, both in the, in, in the files of the legislature, in the reports. And uh, he knows pretty well. And it is well known. Are, are we able to, to tell our listeners, because we're, we're trying to help people understand what some of the challenges are and these portfolios that could be impacted on? Okay, let, let, let's defer that for a while, because I think the colleague from the DA you say, is doing some research and will come up with the names. But all I'm saying is that uh, uh, Limpopo is well endowed with talent, even within the ANC. The recycling of the MECs, who have been there for 10, year, 10 years plus, some of whom were implicated in several um, wrongdoings, I would have avoided that. Because much as he has, in my view, what it takes, it is a team that would enable him to perform, to achieve the goals he has set for himself, mm. especially in a limited time at his disposal. I'm going to allow the Premier to answer in just a moment, but just finally, Professor Defoe, 
it's important to juxtapose the new premier against the, the, his predecessor because when Catherine Matalo resigned, one of the things that he said is that his conscience is clear. He leaves knowing that he has done nothing wrong, that he has done all in his power to root out corruption and ensure service delivery. How much of that was that was a perception? He's he's alleged wrongdoing, the corruption around him. And, I mean, there are several things that we can talk about, we, and we will talk about the spending of something like 115000 on a personal trip using state funds. But overall, uh, was it power play that led to his uh, recall, sacking, whatever term you want to use, or was it the fact that he failed as a premier? Look, he, he presided over a relatively corrupt, uh, corrupt uh, administration. <laughs> Uh, while I may not attribute much to him as an individual, but it is also unfair to say he was the worst among the premiers. Because in my view, I've contest, I contest, contest and contested this even in the past, that the worst has been the Eastern Cape. And if you want to juxtapose his performance vis-a-vis those of Ramatodi and, and, uh, and um, Moloto, you would still say the province was well-managed. And at one stage, indeed, uh, Moloto was rated as the best performing premier. Okay. But when Matali came into the space, I think he allowed some of his colleagues to behave in a manner that militated against good governance. Much as uh, politics would say, and I think the ANC says he has acquitted himself, and he himself says he has acquitted himself. But is that perception, his and that of his own party, shared by the people on the ground? I doubt if it is the case. 0891 We're going to take your calls now. The question we're asking on the forum this morning is whether the new Premier of Limpopo can fix the problems that the province has. 0891 That's the SMS hotline. Two rand per SMS. And we are available on email, amlive at sabc.co.za. On Twitter, our Twitter handle is at amlive on SAFM. Well, back to you, Premier. Uh, as you heard uh, Professor Defoe saying that you could have done without recycling some of the MECs that you've brought on board, given aspersions that have been cast on their credibility, on their tenure in, such, in certain positions. Your response to that? Uh, so let me thank both uh, colleagues, uh, Mr. Smith and uh, Small, is it? Yes, small. small. Jack Small. Jack Small and um, uh, Lisiva for their generous uh, accolades that they attributed to me. But, uh, you know, a team at Tepiso is as good as uh, uh, the leader that, that is leading that team and vice versa. Uh, you can collapse because of the team, and the team can collapse because of the leader. But if you've got a leader who's able to bring together this team that he decided to uh, to, uh, to to put together, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's a piece of that uh, that team will be uh, will prove to be a working team. And uh, given the kind of uh, people that I worked with. And given the caliber of uh, all people that I found, uh, the scope amongst which I was supposed to choose my, my team, I really felt that these are the best people that could uh, perform the job.
And uh, I'm going to appeal to my colleagues in the GA and uh, uh, members of the civil society, including uh, Professor Tefu, to give this team a chance. We don't have a lot of time. We can't be uh, going back to the days when uh, Mesmenya was still in public works. Because really, I mean, Mesmenya was out of public works, I think, uh, for more than four years now, you know. And uh, if ever there is any substance in, in whatever uh, my colleague from the DA is, 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 is saying, we, we actually uh, have no reason not to give this uh, this poor woman a chance or a benefit of of doubt as to whether uh, if if indeed there was mm. substance he could he couldn't have uh, uh, sort of uh, recovered or re- or been rehabilitated from that. Okay. Mm. Well, let's take calls 0891104208. We've got EB in Mayfair. EB, you say he won't fix the problems. Why? Good uh, morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, I would just like to say that that when all this corruption started, there's investigations, but nobody has been fired. So if the new premier doesn't start with all those corrupt officials, especially those who are in procurement, and fire them, then we are back to square one, because nobody gets punished. They are going to keep on doing what they are doing. Okay, I will listen to the premier's uh, comments on the right. Okay. Pat in Limpopo, you believe he will be able to fix the problems based on what? Yes, I think the premium congratulations that I think he's, he's terrible of doing. The challenge is not necessarily with the the cabinet or the MEC, but I think the problem lies with the administrative staff. That's where the rot stands and that's what he needs to pay much attention and otherwise I wish him well. Thanks a lot, uh, Pat. Premier, it is an important point that some of the major problems are systemic when we look at issues of procurement, uh, who is uh, appointed in terms of tenders, the the, the tender process is not being followed. Mm. Are these, and I'd like to go to to, uh, some of the people that you did get rid of. Were, were you apportioning the blame to them as political heads? And I mention here uh, the, uh, some of the names that had been touted for a while that you've been pressured into getting rid of them, Binkika Gana and Clifford Muzepe. Is this what you believe was the problem, the, the political head or the system? Like I said, Tsepiso, uh, I, I, I can't say, I can't uh, really, I can't say so and so was to blame on these particular things. But uh, remember, politicians, um, politics is also about perceptions. Like you, you, you were asking me questions earlier on about uh, the perceptions that are being created. Um, in some instances, you would find that uh, there were studies that were conducted. In some instances, you would find that um, it was just based on uh, the perceptions, the image that you're talking about, the brand image of this brand Limpopo, you know. It was, it, it was very critical for me when I... It, it was one of the issues that were critical to me when I was appointing this cabinet. Because I was saying, this is a new leadership that is coming, and this new leadership must come with people that are going to be seen... Not, not just being credible, that are going to be seen to be credible, you know. 
uh, in the eyes of the people. You can't come into a a fractured uh, structure and still say, no, no, I'll retain the same people and make sure that uh, I, 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 I start by improving the image of those people before I start. I, I can even start improving the image of the infrastructure, the, 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 the institution itself. Okay. So, so, so the, 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 the best thing for me to do and the easiest uh, low, low, low fruit to pick was to clear the top, the superstructure, and make sure that I get new energetic people who would come up with uh, proper credibility and try to ratify this without pointing fingers at anyone. Okay. We'll come back to that. And as well as Jacques Small, I I still recall Jacques Small that you were going to give us a list of the people that you believe were inappropriate and why. And Professor Lisiba is therefore. But uh, let's update your news headlines. It's a little after 8.30. Fabakshnik Chetty has those details. And Rockburn will be with us again for another traffic update. Good morning. Gauteng hospitals will from today be allowed to order medical products directly from pharmaceutical companies in a bid to end delays in getting medical supplies at hospitals and clinics. And here's a wrap of this morning's top stories. Kasatu General Secretary Zwelinzi Mavavi says he has no intention of stepping down despite his family's increasing concern about his safety. Vavi says he has been receiving death threats. The Chamber of Mines has dismissed threats of a strike in the gold sector as premature Gold Producers spokesperson Elise Stradum says talk of strike action points to ignorance of the negotiation process and of the recent history of wage negotiations. Trade union solidarity has slammed as discrimination a wage agreement meant to address historical pay differences between white and black employees at Telcom. The deal will increase Telcom's personnel costs by 6.8% over the next three years. The Right to Know campaign says it remains concerned about the excessive power that's state security agencies hold. It was reacting to the news that President Jacob Zuma has signed the General Intelligence Law's Amendment Bill into law. And Spanish police are waiting to question one of the drivers of a train that derailed, killing at least 80 passengers. Amid media reports, it was traveling at twice the speed limit. That's how it's looking for now. I'll be back with a full news update at 9. Traffic on SAFM. So, uh, take you down to Cape Town. There's been an outbreak of uh, protest action this morning around noon, and there's some uh, real, very heavy traffic around the area as a result of it. The N7 North is closed to traffic from Plattercliffe Road uh, through to the Potsdam Road exit. So, all the traffic going through towards uh, Marmesbury being diverted onto a very heavy Plattercliffe Road and down to a very heavy Kuburg Road, and then a reroute through Tableview. Uh, Bloberg Road coming out. Obviously, you can't turn up to Kalani Gardens. In fact, there's no access into Kalani Gardens industrial area at this stage, so uh, Bloberg Road backing up out of Tableview onto a very busy Kuberg Road down to Plattercliffe Road, uh, even uh, felt as far away as the Tigerberg Valley Road uh, coming down from Quantumans Clough Road, uh, motorists having to divert down to uh, Plattercliffe Road, so very heavy delays through Richwood as well. Anyone that wants to go from Cape Town through to Malmesbury, the best option this morning is the West Coast Road out of Cape Town. You, if you're on Kuberg Road, you can get onto it from Racecourse Road, Marine Drive, onto West Coast Road, up to Melkboss, and then
and the Melkboss Road uh, through to the N7. Also, if you're uh, coming in from Malmesbury, you might want to consider that action or, or that alternative route as well because the protest action around Danoon is sporadic and there's sort of temporary closures from time to time of the N7, not only north but also south as well. Uh, Joburg, very heavy delays, Main Reef Road coming into the Crown Interchange, stationary truck been there all morning, uh, backing up to Industria, one hour plus delays and uh, pretty heavy coming off the M2 west into that area as well. Uh, the traffic delays starting at Denver this morning and the M2 hardly moving so if you're coming off the M3, try and get on to uh, Main Reef Road from Cleveland and a run in on Main Reef Road through sort of Ben Rose and uh, Jeppistown or, 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 um, area I guess would be the option. Uh, slow moving traffic between Hillcrest and Kloof this morning on the M13, an earlier collision at Gillett's causing some delays there and Pretoria, the N1, both directions queuing traffic into Rigel Avenue northbound from the Solomon Mishlunga Drive Bridge, southbound from Atterbury Road after earlier uh, accident obstructions. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. Every year, the Department of Science and Technology celebrates National Science Week to highlight the importance of science in society and the many initiatives that the department is involved in to bring growth and better living conditions to all South Africans. The Focus Week will be held from the 29th of July to the 2nd of August. It will be launched by the Minister of Science and Technology, Derek Hanukom, on the 27th of July at the Turfluop campus of the University of Limpopo. For more information, visit www.dst.gov.za or www.sasta.ac.za. The 1st of August this year marks the National Day Against Child Labour. As we commemorate this significant day, let us join hands in raising awareness of all the ills of child labour, as well as collaborating with government in eradicating the worst forms of child labour by 2016. Work performed by children that affect their health, schooling or development is regarded as child labour and therefore it's illegal. Children shouldn't be deprived from getting an education, playing and developing socially, emotionally and morally. Avoid child labour and let our children be children. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 23 minutes to 9. We continue with our conversation. We're in conversation with the new Premier of Limpopo, Stanley Matabata, as well as Jacques Small, the DA leader in Limpopo. Professor Lisiba Defo is a political analyst at the University of South Africa, UNISA. Give us a call if uh, you can answer, help answer this question, 891 You can give us a call on this number. The question we're asking, can the new Premier fix the problems in Limpopo? 891 uh, Let's first hear from Gift in Port Elizabeth, and uh, then we'll come back to you, Professor and Jacques Moore. Gift, a very good morning. Good morning, Tsepiso, uh, and good morning to the Comrade Premier of the Bomba and uh, your guest from the D8. Look, Tsepiso, I, I, I'm always of the view, because I'm also a civil servant, I'm always of the view that uh, changing of God doesn't necessarily say that there's going to be, uh, you will be addressing the problem. Because if you remember uh, the report on the ministerial testimony in Limbombo a year ago, uh, we as a public we were informed that there were varying degrees of poor internal controls, in particular in the health and education departments. Secondly, to me, one of the problematic phenomena that Limbombo is faced with, not necessarily Limbombo, but most of the provinces of the country, is illustrated by a significant number of public officials and family members doing business with government. Of the numbers identified, if you remember, the, the Auditor General report for the financial under review, 
For instance, in Limbombo, agriculture department had three officials in that regard with contrast to the value of 348,000 rand. Education to plus 4.4 million rand. Health 11 with plus minus 25 million. Public works, two officials with 36,000 rand and local government and housing with 10,000. That to me, <laughs> I mean, it's a symptom that uh, uh, something must be done and internal controls are not in place. But lastly, I, th- I think South Africa uh, in general, we, we must go to an extent that uh, public officials, politicians, must not do business with government. And we appoint competent people, in particular when it comes to supply chain. Thanks a lot, Gift. Uh, just uh, coming back to you, Mr. Small, perhaps we should, uh, I mean, you can still address the issue of the, the cabinet members you are unhappy with. But uh, as I mentioned, there are deeper systemic issues. What is it that the Democratic Alliance believe needs urgent inte- attention and how should it be addressed? I think, I, I think the last listener was very close to what the real problem is within state and with, especially within the proper. And if you do um, go, go through the uh, um, Financial and Fiscal Commission's report, it clearly states that the biggest problem that Limpopo sits with currently is, is managing the fiscal management and processes as well as the procedures thereof. And these are the awarding of tenders and the wasteful expenditure and the monitoring of finances. And, uh, and, and um, the Democratic Alliance in 2009 proposed the private members' bill exactly to avoid that um, officials must do business with state or cannot do business with state. It was, it was turned down by that. Um, the, the Minister of Public Services, Minister Lindy Wiesesulu, asked for an investigation into officials that did the business with state with inland paper. That was blocked by um, the previous pre- pre- and predecessor, Kassel Matale. Now, um, I, I, I think in the short time in the space that the uh, new Premier has got up his hand, ha, uh, uh, um, in office for the next 10, 10, 11 months until the election period comes, is to, is, to, is, to, is to come out up front to say that he will be hard up, in, um, mm-hmm. up um, on corruption, that he will um, reopen um, those investigations that was proposed by the National Minister, that we will look at a new procurement uh, uh, policy procedures that he would uh, uh, um, uh, uh, publish uh, regulations that will actually give effect and, and minimize uh, and state uh, and, and state officials or administration actually doing business with state. Eventually, the um, the various MECs and the um, um, premier, as a political leader of that department, is accountable for the um, downfall or for or, um, or for the turnaround of that um, specific department. Mm-hmm. But um, um, our um, our province came into into financial distress because we were nearly bankrupt because of all these irregularities. It was not a perception, it was something that needed to be done. But the Premier in the short space must go and look further because most of our local municipalities, the majority of them, is sitting in the same boat and mm-hmm. will also need that financial and fiscal um, Discipline, and that will and and, 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 and and that will show clear leadership or determined leadership from his office to make sure that 
um, uh, uh, um, better financial discipline must take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Professor Nisimete, for one, one cannot ignore the political implications and sensitivities, uh, though um, the fact that the, the, the province is under the leadership of the PTT and uh, the fact that uh, the, the province, about five departments, are under administration. So it seems like a very fine line to tread. What are the pitfalls? What should he be looking out for? And uh, where can he get? Where can he feel he make his presence felt and his leadership style uh, felt as well? Look, I think um, <clears throat> he must just accept from the onset that he has got limited time and he can only do so much within that time and no further. And um, just prioritize it most five things that he would like to do. Gift made a very critical point, and let's not lose sight of the real issues here. Limpopo province is a microcosm of what is happening nationally. If you were to put merit at the center of appointment, you were to discard cadre deployment, and I'm glad the ruling party is now talking about that. I think they would go a long way. In the limited months that he has, if we were to put that at the center, that those who are found with their hands in the cookie jar, take them out, appoint appropriate people into those those cases that are, have been lingering on for quite some time, right? Not necessarily because of due processes, but deliberately frustrating processes in order that people can benefit in the, in the interim. I would say these are, uh, you can make spectacular successes, but also sow the seeds for future good governance. Supply chain is a very holy cow. And then Gibbs says, um, let those who are appointed be administrators, managers, whose commitment is nothing but service to the people. Section 195 of the Constitution speaks to the values that should undergird and imbue administrators. Mm. And then if I think you were to put that at the center and you were just to say to himself, this is exactly what I'm going to do, and then try, in the spirit I hear him express, to bring all the parties, including the opposition parties, and say it is about the province and not about the self. It's about the people and not about our stomachs. Mm. And then I'm willing even to work with those who are willing to criticize me, but in the interest of the province. Because if you surround yourself with yes men, they may even help you to go far and far enough, but in the wrong direction. 891 Premier, your response to that, and there, there is a sense from also some of the SMSs that I'm getting that, uh, and Gift did mention that transparency is very important, but part of that transparency also comes after uh, going after people who were in the administration who are uh, responsible for, for some of these problems. And when I say go after, then ensure that investigations into them are concluded, that action is taken. I think I probably need to get gift in my office. <laughs> you, you know, I I, th- I think he really uh, hit the nail uh, on 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 the head. Uh, if you remember quite well, Sepiso, uh, I said from the onset that I'm going to concentrate mainly on the systems, the internal controls like uh, my colleague from DA say, uh, 
Those are the things that uh, I think I have got uh, maximum expertise in, and I'm going to concentrate on that. Um, one other very so uh, aspect of, 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 of our spheres of government is the local government, the municipalities. That's one other focus that I would want to uh, given time, uh, time and space, of, of course, I would want to concentrate on also. The appointment of the right staff. I, I, I think uh, mainly peop, uh, the, the two colleagues and the people who called are actually uh, articulating what, uh, what, what is actually in, in one's plans. I, I plan um, doing almost all these things that uh, people, people are raising here. Um, appointing the right staff, getting, like I said, I need to get the right home bodies in right positions, check as to whether those who are there are the right people, because you can't fix it if it is not broken. And then um, uh, make it a point that the, admin, the administrative machinery is running very, very smoothly without political interference and other in kind of uh, negative mm. interference. I'm going to go to the callers in just a moment, but you've raised a very important issue, and you yourself have just raised it, and you say without political interference. Would, yes. you, yours, would you yourself say uh, you're vulnerable p- to political uh, interference, or are you safe from political interference, given the fact that there's also a perception that you've been... Uh, You've replaced somebody that was seen to be in opposition to President Jacob Zuma and therefore that would mean that you are either close to President Jacob Zuma or uh, amenable to what his plans are, his ideologies, etc. Ideology and my political thinking with that of President Zuma, with that of uh, former Premier Castle Matala, I think they are the same. I think... uh, uh, if there are differences, it may actually be on the the the, the way we the, the methods of doing things, the modus operandi. But uh, I I I I, re- I really don't see myself as somebody who would be manipulated in doing in, into doing the things that I, I wouldn't want to do. And I I I, I don't think I I don't think. Hello. You can go ahead, Premier. Yes, I, I, I don't think there is any way, any way in which uh, uh, either the president or whoever would want to interfere. Yes, the president would intervene within his powers. It is within his powers, of course, to intervene in provinces. And I don't see that as political interference. Okay. Mm. We're taking calls 0891 Livingston in Pretoria, you say he won't fix the problems. Hi, Livingston. Hi. Hi. Fine, thanks. How are you, Livingston? I'm good. It's Livingston. I'm calling from Pretoria, but I'm from that province, the Eden of Africa, Limpopo. But look, so my comment uh, regarding the new premier. I mean, obviously, from the onset when he appointed his cabinet, you can see that there was lack of objectivity, but it was just a mere political page of people maybe were aligned to Mr. Matale or Matale's cabinet. I mean, look at this. How on earth can you replace the MEC of Earth? He was one of the most energetic ministers, MEC, who's always uh, out on public, engaging on issues of health and, and, and the likes. For me, I equate him to Mutualegi. I mean, President Zuma can change Mutualegi, looking at the performance. And then you look at Clifford Utsiko. 
I mean, that guy won the national award for the Tabundeki, Govenbeki award in terms of the housing. So I think three years we understand the politicians will say you won't do this and this, you are not going to church, you will appoint people on merit. If it was on merit, I mean, how do you justify the the action of the emissions right? and then you leave uh, the limping Masemula on the cabinet, Dixon Masemula? I mean, obviously, I mean, it's just, it's written on the wall that uh, we are still going to experience that caging and then with my same one, it's just institutionalization okay. of the So I just talked to him about, we know that we've already started a level of objectivity. We get the point and I'll get him to respond. Mohammed in Pretoria. Hi, good day. How are you ready? Well, thanks. Thank you, Mohammed. Good. Man. Look, I, I don't believe that any change will take place. Okay, because, what? The reason is, every time we change people, and you've heard this before, nothing happens to them, okay? Now, people can tell us that they would do this, they would do that, and they expect us to believe that. Now, we're 20 years into the new democracy, okay? Our towns are deteriorating. Our roads are deteriorating. All I want to ask the Premier is, is he prepared to sign an undertaking that if there is any form of corruption, any form of fraud, and things like that, that he is prepared to suffer the consequences of being jailed for that. Right. If, if, if he's prepared to do that, then we're prepared to back him up. All but right. anybody can come and say that they would make changes. Verbal, verbal, we are tired of, of verbal statements. All right, thanks, Livingston. Anonymous, uh, you also say he won't fix the problems. Yes, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. There's a Marxist uh, saying that problems will never be resolved at the same level of consciousness that created them. I think that for the same reasons that a caller before the last one said that the construction of the cabinet is clearly based on a particular um, functional thinking. Now, starting right there, you are using the same level of consciousness to try and resolve the problem. And I don't think that that works. You must rise to a certain level. Firstly, in the same reasons that the Premier is using, that you must not only be seen to be doing the right thing. I mean, you must not only do the right thing, you must be seen to be doing it. The, 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 the cabinet should reflect that. It doesn't. There are people that you can't explain who are chopped. There are people who have been uh, invited back to cabinet. You can't explain. Now, just there, I think that there is a big problem. My last point, I don't think that it would be fair on the Premier to try and, uh, and, and get him to do everything at once. He's got 11 months, for God's sake. Municipalities is another sphere of government. So the DA, uh, a, a, a gentleman in the studio, was trying to say that he must fix municipalities, the pipe dream. The another sphere of government, it's got regulations, Leave it outside of the Premier's uh, purview for now. Allow the Premier to fix the government right. in Limpombo. Thank, Thank you, Anonymous. I'm going to read some SMSs and get your response, Premier, in just a moment. If he is dedicated to achieve, he must have right people to work with in common goal. Pilani Soweto says, this one is from Spoo and KZN. Same jockey, same horses. Premier does not give me any confidence other than being an opponent of Malema. What skill does Lekhonolo Masokha bring? 
Sapomukona says, good day. Will consideration also be given as was indicated that the province can become economical free by converting it to a cabbage region? Uh, My Tabata's cabinet is not representative of the main ethnic groupings of Limpopo province. Cabinet is comprised of predominantly Sibeli-speaking people who make up 95%. There's not even a single Shtonga-speaking person on the cabinet. How does he explain that? How's the new premier going to unite? people of Limpopo if his cabinet is not representative. There are quite a lot of SMSs. What Juju and Co. did in Limpopo JZ has done with flying colors in Nganda, Mauritius, Fulukwani pirates eat with impunity. Sandy and Godubuza says, uh, Masombuga, we must never lose context. Honorable President leads in wrongdoing. His cows sleep on a 1.2 million rand crawl. If he's dedicated to achieve, have the right people. Okay, that's Pilani again. But Premier, it mm. seems there is a great deal of concern around mm. And it's a mm. question that I was asking. How do you rise above that? Because uh, uh, people want to feel confident that you are above manipulation. And now you say you definitely are. I'll be facetious and say, people will say, you're expected to say that. You're expected to say that Mm. nobody's going to control you. Uh, And people uh, believe that some of uh, the people that you've appointed or dismissed as a a result of um, purging. You know, I must be honest here, Tepiso, and and also be very fair to the people that, uh, you know, um, given... You know, if if you have been battered in the past, you you certainly will be very suspicious. Uh, uh, there is a saying that uh, once beaten, twice shy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you have been uh, battered in the past, in in Spidey they say, uh, people have the reason to being this concerned. And I, I, I give them that uh, I give them that uh, that that that, 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 uh, that benefit that uh, really uh, you, 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 you are bound you are bound to, to 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 have the kind of feelings that you are having currently because surely you can't satisfy all people at the same time. Sometimes you satisfy twenty, sometimes you satisfy hundred. Sometimes, you know, in politics it's even worse because sometimes uh, you've got this uh, feelings that uh, you are paging people, and uh, you know that you are not mm. paging people, but you can't come on air and start analyzing people individually and say, okay, let's look at Dixon Masamo. Okay. These are the reasons why I, I retained him. Let's look at Rosina. These are the reasons why I. Let's look at Clifford Musepe. This is why. I did not take it. You can't do that because you will not be fair okay. to those people because they will not be there to respond and, 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 and either defend themselves or confirm what the Premier will be saying on earth. Professor, and, uh, therefore, it just it, as briefly as possible because we are wrapping up now, what are the yardsticks we should use to measure the Premier's uh, success or failure? For, uh, uh, putting uh, in the remaining few months, put at the centre um, merit when it comes to appointment. Meritocracy above mediocrity. That's number one. Try as quickly as you can where it is doable to resolve those long and outstanding cases that in the eyes of the people are not likely to be resolved objectively precisely because they either belong to the appropriate faction or mm-hmm. they are being there and delays 
benefit other individuals. Okay. I think there are quick fixes that he can at least deal with immediately. All right. In 30 seconds, Mr. Small, what would you say you are looking for to make sure that, according to where you said, that he is performing? Um, number one, our biggest problem in Mpapa is jobs. So taking up incentives from National Treasury like the uh, Youth Waste Subsidy and the um, IDZs that are being provided by DTI. Number two, if we are serious about fiscal discipline, um, he's got to um, promulgate them. He must put those regulations out. That will show that he's serious about changing around uh, 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 the yardsticks within um, the province, uh, within the provincial government, but it will also give guidelines towards local government. And um, be proactive in uh, in taking on investigations and where corruption is okay. and not wait for Premier, people to come to him. In, th- in 20 seconds, do you uh, commit, as some of the callers challenge you, to say if anything goes wrong that you are willing to say, I failed and I will therefore resign? I took an oath in Parliament, Tsepiso. Uh, 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 that uh, I will be faithful to this constitution and uh, definitely if anything goes wrong I think there are rules and regulations that are laws in this country we are a a democratic state and I must be held accountable Thank you, we'll keep to that. Thank you very much. The new Premier of Limpopo, Stanley Matabata. Thanks to Jacques Small, DA leader in Limpopo, Professor Lisiba Defo of UNISA. Thanks to the team, Tracy Boomgard, Misha Shantla, Lenzwaki, Kukwen, Zegil, and Tlati. Senior producers, Lungile Mabaso, and Stengiwe Mabaso. Technical producers, Mark Preller. Foreign producers, Ronald Piri and Jake Mukoma. Chief producer, Wutsulukoto. Executive producers, Busi Chani and Obreseje. For myself, Tepiso Makutla, and the team, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your SMSs, tweets, and Facebook responses. Apologies that we couldn't read them all. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Goodbye. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Top stories, positive news for Gauteng patients and a nursing home fire kills 10 in China. Good morning, I'm Vabakshini Chetty. Gauteng hospitals will from today be allowed to order medical products directly from pharmaceutical companies in a bid to end delays in getting medical supplies at hospitals and clinics. This after Health Minister Arun Motswaledi gave the green light for the province's hospitals to procure their own medical products from pharmaceutical companies. Motswaledi explains. There ought to be a list of things that have been ordered three months in advance so that everybody must know that list. And if it's not there, they must know that three months down the line, they're likely to be in trouble. We have involved the clinical heads of departments. Like in the case of hospitals like Barak, Charlotte McGregor, there will obviously be the professors who are in charge of those hospitals who also monitor the process. Kasatu General Secretary Zwelenzi Mavavi says he has no intention of stepping down despite his family's increasing concern about his safety. Vavi says he has been receiving death threats. Police are investigating the alleged threats. Vavi has declined to speculate on the origin of the threats. The one thing that I will not do is to try and speculate about what will be the origin and or the purpose of that. All I know is that uh, it is always a hazard of any trade unionist uh, here in the country or anywhere in the world uh, that uh, when you touch the powerful vested interest of a powerful elite in society, you're going to run into trouble. 
Civil society organization HBR has written to the Lonman Platinum Mine to ask the mine to pay the legal costs of their employees at the Marikana Commission of Inquiry. The commission is probing the debts of 44 people during an unprotected strike at Lonman Mine in Marikana in August last year. The commission has faced several postponements in the past few weeks. This as lawyers representing the mine workers try to obtain state funding for their clients. The North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria last week dismissed an application for state funding. Several legal teams have withdrawn from the commission in solidarity with advocate Dalian Pofu, who represents the mine workers. HBR chairperson Potsitswe Motupeng says Lonman has a social responsibility towards its employees. If Lonman is very serious, it must be able to fund the legal team for that is representing workers and the injured workers. The same as government is funding its own employees. That Lonmin must also, since it has not apologized to South Africans about the internal matters that ended up costing life, that it must show that it has a serious about corporate governance. And therefore, we are calling it to, to pay in full the funds for legal team to also assist the families with transportation and accommodation allowance. President Jacob Zuma remains confident about the constitutionality of five bills which he has signed into law. He also believes they will improve government departments. The signed bills include the General Intelligence Laws Amendment Bill and the National Health Amendment Bill. Our reporter, Mercedes Percent. The bills which have been signed into law by the President have now become Acts of Parliament. But the dates to start implementing these new laws and the amendments still have to kick in. Presidential spokesperson Mac Maharaj says the President believes that all the five bills he signed into law will stand constitutional scrutiny. Indeed, he is satisfied. But as you know, we live in a constitutional democracy and any citizen or organization is entitled when affected by the laws to challenge its constitutionality and to have the courts rule on the matter. He says the President further expressed confidence that the laws will enhance government service delivery programs in various areas. Mercedes Basen SABC News Parliament. The Press Association of Zambia says recent arrests of journalists and blocking of access to critical websites in the country have sparked concerns of a clampdown on media freedom under President Michael Sata's government. Prior to the 2011 